Hello and welcome to the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum. I'm an accredited financial counselor, financial and business coach, and public interest immigration attorney. This show is all about the relationship between empowering ourselves through finances, building businesses that create social change, make an impact, and also help us and our families build wealth in the process, as well as how ultimately these things can assist in your journey of finding your purpose. So many of us have been told that it's either or, that we either have to um, focus on making a lot of money or on helping others and doing good. And this show is all about how it doesn't have to be either or. It can be both and, and in fact, often When you are following your purpose and empowering yourself with your finances and creating a business, it really allows you to do all of these things and thrive financially, as well as make change, help others, and create an impact. So in this show, we're going to be sharing lots of practical steps with you on how you can be strengthening your finances, building wealth, starting businesses, and also starting or continuing on that journey of finding your true purpose. We'll also be sharing lots of stories from our incredible guests who are purpose-driven entrepreneurs, who are experts in these spaces and creating social change um, and inspiring all of us. So thank you for the time to listen to the show. Um, I love, love, love hearing from our audience. So if any episodes in particular resonate with you, or if you're wanting to hear more about a topic, please do reach out to me. The best way is on Instagram at Adina Applebaum. It's linked uh, below in most of the show notes. And I can't wait to connect. Thanks again for taking the time to listen. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is when you're listening to this episode. This is your host of the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast, Adina. Thank you for being here and sharing this space with me today. In this episode, let's talk about financial risk as an entrepreneur. So, This is something that's part of the definition of an entrepreneur that I saw and heard mentioned to me um, years after starting an online business and becoming an entrepreneur that I remember always kind of struck me in a weird way when I would hear it. I sort of rubbed me the wrong way almost. I, I didn't think of an entrepreneur that way. So when I thought of an entrepreneur, I thought of someone who you know, um, is creative and um, is pursuing an opportunity who, you know, I come from the nonprofit social justice background. So someone who's wanting to create solutions to, for the greater good, to help others. But I hadn't explicitly thought about it in this definition of the person who takes on financial risk before seeing that. And let's go ahead and go back to the dictionaries. Um, it was I started laughing when I was pulling up some dictionary definitions to prepare for this episode because I remember like in law school taking this class about statutory interpretation, so like interpreting laws passed by legislatures. And there's all these different canons and doctrines of like the different tools you can use of how to analyze 
words and a law. And one of the core ones is dictionaries, going to dictionaries. So I was laughing because I didn't expect to be bringing that legal training um, to the podcast, but I am reflecting. There have been several episodes where I refer to dictionary definitions I'm realizing. So just a funny little nerdy law joke for those of you uh, who happen to be in the legal space. But yeah, if we go to dictionary, um, the dictionary.com definition, it says here that an entrepreneur is a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. This definition is interesting because it implies it doesn't necessarily have to be a business, which I love for this show since we talk about social impact business a lot. It says any enterprise, especially a business. So that could also mean a nonprofit, a project, right? Um, uh, organization that you know isn't necessarily a business and a business. And that's how I have always understood entrepreneurship. Um, I, I believe it's not necessarily about this, what type of structure it is. It's about being that leader, being that person who takes initiative, who creates solutions to problems and is trying to make the world a better place. And I know so many leaders in the social justice nonprofit space that I view as entrepreneurs. Um, and I have always tried to be that way myself, focusing on creating solutions, creating impact for some of the biggest problems that we face in society today. So anyway, side note on that, but you can see this definition did have the word risk in here. It says usually with considerable initiative and risk. So we're starting to get a taste of that term that risk is part of entrepreneurship, which again, I hadn't thought about until years after operating as an entrepreneur. And then if we look at the definition from Miriam Webster, it says an entrepreneur is one who organizes manages and assumes the risks of a business or enterprise. So we have that risk term a lot being really central to the definition. Um, and if you look up in other sources too, it, it's this fine person who takes on financial risk is a big core part of a common definitions for entrepreneurship. So let's reflect on that for a moment, because again, I hadn't thought about that until seeing that definition, hearing that definition, but it is so true, right? That really is what a lot of it comes down to it because when there are these really big problems that we want to be solving or, or helping to address, right? And we're trying to come up with new ways to do it and, and to create change. Um, that's absolutely entrepreneurship in the sense of being that leader, taking initiative, but there is this financial piece, which is why this podcast ties in the finances with the purpose, with the business, with the social impact, because it takes, as I always say, it takes massive resources to make massive change. And my nonprofit social justice experience has made that super clear to me um, after starting a program and leading a team and managing that over the years. A lot of that has been about accumulating resources, right? to be able to have a team, to be able to grow a team, to be able to have the team and the resources to do the work, to make the impact, to make the change, right? There's very little that we can do alone. And then I've seen it with online business too. And I'm going to talk about that more in this episode and share a story, uh, a recent story about financial risk in, in our online business. 
but yeah, I've seen throughout the on, our online business that there have been so many moments where I don't know what direction things are going, or maybe things are feeling really uncertain. Maybe it's unclear, you know, yeah, what direction to go in next in the business, or maybe things are kind of slowing down or on pause. And there's this like big step we need to take that usually costs a lot of money and is an investment in the business that ultimately we have to decide whether to do. And usually there's a, a bit of waffling of it because it's usually expensive, right? And nobody like loves, at least for me, I, you know, I don't love to like throw down a ton of money, right? Without really seriously thinking about it and questioning if it's the right move or if there's another way, if it's the best choice. It's always a very thoughtful process to have to go through. Um, but I often find that usually in those moments when there's that uncertainty, there is a big financial risk to take on that would move things to the next level and things almost energetically like get paused and slow down because it's this way of the universe being like, you got to do it. You got to take that step. It's time to grow. It's time to expand. Like, are you going to, are you going to like have that trust and faith to make this investment? And even if you don't know if it's going to work out, even if you don't know if it's going to be worth it, even if you have no idea if it makes sense, are you going to give it a shot because you're the entrepreneur or the one who takes on the financial risk, right? So over the years, this this term, the person who takes on the financial risk for entrepreneurship that I keep hearing and seeing in definitions has made more and more sense to me. And it actually has really boiled down the essence of entrepreneurship. In addition to the pieces about leadership, being solution focused, um, taking initiative, all of that, like, a lot of it's about money. A lot of it's about the financial risk. Um, so like I said, this has happened at multiple stages in our business. Um, I can remember, you know, like one of the really big ones, uh, first ones was actually looking back for a relatively small amount of money compared to other investments we've made in our business. Um, but at the time, you know, I was still in a place of like, let's try to do everything free. Let's try to do everything ourselves. Um, and you know, I, uh, we didn't have the resources, right? Like, so we had to do that. It was, it was, you know, not a lot of choices there, but also fear of taking risks, taking the financial risk and, and making the investments, not knowing if it'd be worth it. So one of the first, um, what felt like, again, a big investment was to invest in this software that helps with automating social media posts. Um, it's called meet Edgar and it's a way where like, you upload um, the post you want to make on your social media. And then instead of like it being a one-time thing, it will kind of go in this library and then it can, the software will recycle them and, act, and essentially repost that post at a later date so that it's not like you spend all this time making this post then it never, no one ever sees it again. Um, and so it's an automation software for social media. And I believe it was at the time like $50 a month to do and I had never made that level of an investment in our business. And that felt super scary, you know, coming out of our own pocket on low nonprofit salaries. And, you know, I had to learn to start thinking differently. I had to learn to start thinking like an entrepreneur, because if I stayed in the place forever of let's do everything free, let's figure out everything on our own and looking stuff up on Google for hours and YouTube, by right, every little thing it would be really, really hard to make, to grow the business and 
get it to a point where we could be actually helping people and making a social impact because again, it takes massive resources to make massive change. Like we have only been able to get to a point where we have helped, you know, almost 130 plus immigrant families in our, in our main business immigrant finance, because we have made those financial risks to have the resources, to have the capacity to do that. Like, including in things like softwares and automations that make online business a lot more seamless and easier, right? Um, And so I remember having to learn to think differently and thinking about my time differently. And a lot of this comes down to self-worth too, because I had to learn that the, you know, you know, in, in this case with the the example I'm giving with a social media automation, um, like me spending the time to store every post and go back and manually repost them at later dates and decide which one to do and keep track of it all. Like that would be like hundreds of hours of time, right? Um, over who knows how long of a period. And it, it's about self-worth because I had to realize like my time is worth more than that. And my time is worth uh, more than $50 a month. So that's how you can start to think differently as an entrepreneur and look at the calculus. What's worth more, right? My The time I would spend doing that of, I don't know, maybe like, I have no idea how many hours a month that would be. Let's say 10 hours a month or something. Um, is that worth more than the cost of this resource that's going to help me do it that's $50 a month? And I had to realize, yes, my time could be better spent on other things, whether it's, you know, being with my family or relaxing or actually coaching and helping people directly or, um, you know, focusing on my immigration law work or whatever it is. um, That's a different calculus that I had to start making. And so at the time, it felt super, super scary. Um, But I remember it was like a big moment because that started to free up some time. And then it allowed me to to start thinking differently where I could start thinking about other ways to free up time and other ways to use money and resources and financial risk to start buying my time back and also be able to build the capacity in our business to be able to help more people, right? Because if I'm doing everything myself, right, with the very limited time I have on top of my other roles in life, there's only so much you can do. You get capped out, right? And your impact gets limited. So ultimately, the financial risk and the investments as an entrepreneur are really about giving you the the space and power and capacity to expand your impact and to help more people. That's what it's all about. That's how I think about it, at least as someone who thinks about social impact business. So I wanted to next tell a story about a more recent example of investment. So since that $50 a month investment um, for the social media automation, right? Like we, and by the way, the automation will post stuff on like multiple social media platforms. It's amazing. Um, Super helpful. I'm sure there's like even better tools out there now. Just that was the one at the time that I I found that worked for us. Um, But yeah, since then have absolutely made much more significant investments really scary amounts of money investments in our business to grow that capacity, to support it, to expand, right? To free up time, to get in a position where we can focus on the work we're here to do to help more people. Um, 
And each one has been a moment of like, okay, um, things are getting out, like out of control. Like it's too much work or I can't do this or things are slowing down because I don't have the capacity or things are like pausing energetically because like the universe knows and I know that it's time for me to make another financial risk and investment and, and, and show that I, I have trust and that I have faith that I'm going to keep growing this baby. It's kind of like, you know, another child, but you're and you with a child, you're constantly investing in your child because your role and responsibility as the mother or father, whatever role you have, the caretaker is to help grow that child and give it that child the environment and support and resources and nurturing to be able to flourish and thrive. And it's the same thing with the business baby, right? Um, so yeah, there's been multiple moments of that. I've been really scared shitless for a lot of them. Um, most of them I haven't regretted. There have been a few, but I would say that's why it's financial risk. And let's talk about that for a second before I share the recent story in terms of an analogy with investing in the stock market, which is another form of investing. So just big picture, there's multiple types of investing. There's investing in your business, like I'm talking about in this episode. There's investing in the stock market. There's investing in real estate. There's investing in yourself, including your education, right? Um, those are the, there's investing in other types of businesses, other people's businesses. Those are the main types of investments that lead to building wealth. Um, and they're all investing because they all involve risk. There's no great reward without great risk. So that's why when you look at investing in the stock market, um, you know, you, you don't want to get too risky, right? Where it, it be, there becomes so much risk that, the chance of the reward is very low or like super risky, but you also don't want to be on the other side of the spectrum where you're not taking on really any risk because of fear and wanting to feel safe. And then you don't get the reward. So like in the investing in the stock market, think about it in terms of bonds versus like, I don't know, index funds or stocks. So like with bonds, people do bonds because they want to reduce the risk because they're more stable but it's really hard to build wealth and make money with bonds because the interest rate you get on them is really low, right? There's not as much reward because you're not taking as much risk. And this is something a lot of people don't understand with investing because there's a lot of fear and emotions and, oh my gosh, am I going to lose all my money? So you definitely want to like, if you don't um, feel like you know what you're doing, get some support, like educate yourself, empower yourself about investing. But ultimately it's about learning this concept that, we have to take on a reasonable amount of risk in order to start getting some reward or else we stay stuck where we are and we don't grow. And this is with investing in the stock market. It's with investing in your a business. It's investing in yourself, right? It's, it's with your self-development just as equally, right? If you don't invest your time and attention and awareness into improving yourself and taking care of yourself and growing as a person, whether it's taking time to exercise or meditate or eat healthy or, you know, stimulate your brain or spend time with quality relationships or learn something you're passionate about, whatever it is, be creative. Um, if you don't, if you don't invest in that, like you're going to stay stuck, you're going to stay where you are. And I love this concept. I can't remember who taught me this, but someone taught me that like, there's no such thing actually as staying where you are. There's no such thing. It's not like, 
oh, I'm just going to be super careful and not take on risk. And so I'll just stay comfortable and stay safe where where I am. That's not a thing. Like actually you go backwards. So you either go forward or backward. It's you can't really stay where you are because as humans, as living beings, we are meant to be constantly growing and expanding, right? Um, Like look at a child. A child is just growing and getting bigger every day. Um, And if we if we don't ride that wave of, of the growth and making the, the risks and investments in ourselves to do that, we, we start to die inside. We go backward. It's, it's a slow death. And um, I've heard someone even call it like a soul death because our soul wants to grow and expand and thrive. That's why we're here. That's what we truly want inside. And if we're not allowing ourselves to do that, we go backward and we start to die a little bit. Our soul starts to die, right? And then that's when you start to see like disease happening and serious health problems. Um, when there's not that, not any of that growth happening, not any of that purpose seeking happening, not any of that investment happening in yourself. So that was another side note, but I felt like we had to cover like, just theoretically first for a second, like why investing in these various forms does require financial risk and why that's actually not a bad thing. It's actually necessary. And the financial risk, you know, the, on the main resources we have are time and money. So it can be either taking risk with your time or your money. It's not just money we're talking about. That's why I wanted to give the example about personal growth. So um, with, with business, right? bringing it all together, we have to take financial risk to grow our business too, or else our business starts to die. If we just say, okay, we want to be super cheap and try to do everything ourselves for free and, um, you know, not make any investments and, and nickel and dime things, right. And not try to grow the business at all and just keep things going where they are. The business starts to die. A business is a living, growing being creature, just like, a human. I mean, obviously it's not a person. I'm not saying a business is a person, but like it is this living energetic thing that wants to grow. And if you're not investing in that, if you're not taking some reasonable risk to do that, the business again, just like us personally starts to go backward and starts to die. There's no such thing as staying where you are and staying safe. So we have to take financial risks, whether it's time or money, right? If you don't have the money, if you don't have the resources, especially when you're first starting, it can be your time. And for a really long time, time was my only resource and time was the financial risk I was making, right? Um, By, you know, working late nights, working weekends after my job, right? So, so that I could build this, right? And that was an investment, right? But then you, it's not sustainable either, we can't do just time. We get to a point where we also have to look at the other resource in the world, which is money. And money is just made up by humans, right? I talk about this in multiple episodes. Like it's literally a concept made up by humans, just like race is made up by humans. The concept of money began thousands of years ago with human trade um, when it just, it was an easier way to facilitate trade. Uh, The first form of money was seashells. So like, for example, instead of bring, I'm going to bring my like, you know, 20 pounds of salt and bring it all this way. And then 
and then I'm going to treat it with this trainer for their like 10 barrels of hay or whatever it is. And everybody's carrying all this stuff and it's very laborious. Like instead they started to use seashells to symbolize the trade. And so what, what's really happening with trade and with exchange of money is there's an exchange of value. There's an exchange of energy and the money is just a symbol of that. That's all it is. Anything more than that about money We've literally like, it's just stories. It's just stories in our head. Anything negative about money is just a story. It's not actually facts, right? Like the, all it is, is something neutral. It's just a way to exchange value and energy and all those negative narratives we have about money and the meaning of money and whether wanting money makes you bad and all that, that all comes from what societal conditioning and most of our relationship with money has actually been set by the age of seven, believe it or not. From what we see in our family growing up with our friends, our neighbors, our communities, on TV, in the media, most of our understanding and those narratives get set by that age. So there's a lot of unpacking to do to bring awareness to what those narratives are and how they might be holding you back so that you can you know, just get in touch with that energy exchange to grow and invest in yourself, in your business, so that you're not going backwards, so that it's not dying, right? And that's a whole um, thing itself with money mindset and learning to improve your relationship with money. That is a whole nother animal, um, but a lot of amazing work to do in that that can be super life-changing, that happy to talk with you about any time. Um, I offer a free 30 minute financial business consultation. So if that would be helpful for you to like talk about some money narratives that might be holding you back, uh, feel free to book them. I love those conversations. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. So now on for the story for the recent investment, um, that was scary that I made in our business for financial risk. So we already have a website for immigrantfinance.com. And that was something I did myself. Uh, Mal and I had, you know, did a loan for very many years, just figuring out, Googling and YouTubing how to build a website, right? And then we were able to improve the website because we got a grant from um, the county we were living in at the time um, that and Amazon where they supported us to redo our website and make it more professional, which was awesome and such a, such a game changer, such a gift. Um, but again, that wasn't really, you know, a lot of financial risk for us. It was more the time to work with them to build it. And then some like smaller fees to maintain it over time since then. But, um, we didn't have to invest in building the whole website, But now um, the next investment is we're building a second website for our parent company, International Empowerment. It's going to be internationalempowerment.com. It's at the time of recording still under construction. We've been working on it. Um, You can, you know, check it out later. But uh, we really wanted to have uh, our own course hosting platform because in our business, we offer online courses on finances, finances. business, you know, mindset, leadership, all of these things. And um, they're not, the courses and resources we have are not only for immigrant families. That's, you know, the main 
population we work with in immigrant finance, obviously. But um, we do have some folks in our community who, you know, resonate with our message and want to learn the information too. And they may not uh, personally be from immigrant families. Um, so we wanted to be able to have our course hosting and expand um, and provide a platform for that that was under the parent company. So we realized we had to have a second website and another investment, you know, we've been investing in a third party vendor course hosting for our courses, right? And um, that's worked super great. It's allowed us to get our online courses off the ground and be working with people. And, um, you know, it, it is a very significant financial investment to build your own course hosting. So we would not have been able to do that when we got started with online courses. So that has been such a gift. Um, we have been investing in that third party online course platform, but it has a lot of limitations for what we want to do. And it's also pretty expensive, right? So it's also this calculus, like, okay, it's really expensive to build your own course hosting platform, but it's also expensive to keep paying for another one each month, right? So kind of weighing long-term, long-term, it's going to be less expensive if we have our own and we don't have these huge fees every month from the third party vendor, right? So it's like, okay, we can make this investment now to actually reduce expenses in the long run, even though it's a lot of money right now. Those are kind of some of the financial risks and weighing that you have to do as an entrepreneur, plus considering the opportunities, right? Like there are so many different features we can have. If we build our own, we can really customize it to the needs of our students. Um, we can also have like an unlimited number of courses, whereas on the current third-party platform, we're, we're currently capped. We're at the maximum, right? And there's so many more courses that I have in mind I want to create to help people with um, that I'm just like dying to build and I can't on the current platform. So, you know, it was a, just like all the other prior investments, um, a really hard decision because it is a significant investment to build this and had to really think about it Um there was definitely a period where I was on the fence, wasn't so sure, you know, if it was worth the investment. Oh, should I really make another investment? I've already made all these big investments, right? Like, um, but it, it, I gave myself the space and clarity and to go through that process. And it ultimately um, became clear this is something we have to do. And, you know, I always like to ask myself this guiding question of like, what is the reason why I would do it versus the reason I wouldn't and compare those reasoning. So all of the reasons not to do it were about scarcity. They're all about not wanting to spend the money, basically. That was it, right? And as an entrepreneur, um, as an investor, like you never want to be making choices from that place because that's a place of fear and ego and holding you back and scarcity, right? When Instead, like going back to the earlier part of this conversation, we are meant to expand and grow. And so you want to be making decisions from a place of expansion and opportunity. And when I looked at the reasons to do it, those were all the reasons. So then it became clear. And that's been such an amazing guiding tool for me for so many decisions. I highly recommend um, you can even just like create a little chart just on a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle on one side, the reasons to do it on the other side, the reasons not to do it and just start to look at the themes and look at those reasons and reflect like, 
which group of reasons are about expansion and which are about scarcity. And then you know what to do, you know, because if we know big picture, we are meant to be constantly expanding and growing and going forward, right? We have to, we have to take those risks to go with that flow, go in that direction. And that's when more expansion and more opportunities happen because um, the universe, you know, loves to reward uh, that vibe and it bring it supports you. And when you do that like, time and time again, I've seen it shows up and is like, yes, keep going. Like, here's a sign, like, keep going. Like, yes. Um, and so, whereas if you're doing it from scarcity, that's a place of fear. That's a place of going backward. That's a place of, of dying. Right. Um, so I hope this has been helpful to, for you to hear this story and to hear about that framework. That's probably my main takeaway for you from this episode to whenever you're making decisions, even if you're not a business owner currently, or you're not an entrepreneur, you don't consider yourself that, or that doesn't resonate, right? Or you're just kind of learning about it and seeing how it feels like you can do this with your own financial risk decisions with anything you're investing in, whether it's your investing in, in your retirement account, right? In this, in the stock market or investing in your education. Maybe there's like a coach you want to work with. Maybe you're trying to get better, you know, with your health and, and have been able to make progress. And there's this coach you've seen on Instagram who you think could help you, right? It could be, um, if you're thinking about buying a home, right? Like any type of investment, you can apply this framework and think of yourself as the entrepreneur for your life. It doesn't have to be a business. Remember that first definition that we read um, from dictionary.com said, a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business. So that means it doesn't have to be a business. It could be the enterprise of your life. It could be the enterprise of your home, of your family, like whatever it is you're making decisions about. Um, there's usually, as this definition says, usually with considerable initiative and risk. We have to take the initiative. We have to take the risk to get that reward. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, I love having these conversations with you all and hearing your feedback. It's been so wonderful to hear from some of you for, about how the recent episodes have been landing for you. It really, really gives me the energy to keep creating, keep going with the podcast. So if you found anything helpful in this, please do reach out and let me know. The best way to reach me is on Instagram, Adina Applebaum. I will put it in the show notes. And um, if you are interested in starting to, you know, think about financial risk and working on your money mindset, whether it's with your personal finances or your business, right, or you want to start a business, um, I'm here to help you. As I mentioned, I have free 30-minute consultations. would absolutely love to support you. I'll put the link in the show notes, and it's uh, calendly.com slash international empowerment slash consults. I look forward to speaking with you and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Finance, Business, and Purpose podcast. We've loved having you with us today. As always, we're so grateful for our listeners' reviews. It really helps us be able to get the show out to more people that we can help. Um, I'll go ahead and read one of the recent reviews from our listener, Christina. She says, this is an inspiring podcast. I love the concept of building a socially impactful business. Loved Adina's episode about burnout. This 
podcast has great information about how to make a living while making an impact. So thank you, Christina. And if you want to leave a review, the best place is on Apple Podcasts. Um, If you just scroll all the way down, you can see where it says leave a review. Uh, Just click that and it'll just take about one minute to do. Thank you so much. And we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.